So tell tell us, we'll come back at the ice cream thing, but tell us a little bit about how um you got into the whiskey business. So uh, my business partner, he's an executive chef. He works for he, we were working for Hilton. Um, as I was a chief engineer, that's my background, engineering. I've been an engineer for ten years, but uh. My business partner, one day I walked past his office and he's an executive chef. So we would kind of, you know, interact with each other because I have to go down there and deal with, you know, issues dealing with the kitchen and the restaurant. So one day I went past his office and I smelled this cherry wood smoked whiskey right here. <laughs> right. So nice. I smelled this. He had it in his office and, um, he was making it in this small barrels. And uh, me, I had already had a few different companies, clothing companies, a little, just stuff here and there that didn't really pan out the way I wanted it to. And right. as an entrepreneur, I think you never give up. Like, you know, so um, one of the things that happened was he was making it for our 50th anniversary. Like, it was like an anniversary party for Hilton. And he was giving it out to everyone at the party. Like, just to let him sample some different stuff. And um, everyone loved it at the party. So, me just watching what he was doing, we were all watching people from all over the world come to Hilton and actually enjoy this whiskey. It was very important. Like, it, I just watched it and I just, something clicked in my head and said, you know what? Let me take this back to the neighborhood. You know what I mean? Let me see. All right. Now that, now that I see that, Everybody around the world, everybody in the world, um, nah, I mean, everybody around the world like it. I'm like, hold up, man. I got people coming from, we got people coming from all walks of life, and they all was in love with it. So I'm like this. I'm from D.C., so I don't mean PG County, D.C. area. So I be on both sides. That's that hustle time. I had to take it back to the city first. I took it. Um, I took it over in Southeast, David Tube. I took it right in Southeast, uh, <laughs> off of MLK. There's some dudes nice. I know to be out there, right? And I let them try. Right. Then I then I'm <laughs> whoever just unmuted. <laughs> All right, so I took it to then I took it to the Maryland side to my dude okay. over Sula, and right. um, everybody over there loved it. So to me. It was a no-brainer. I went back to my, my business partner now, who is Edwin Wright, and asked him, like, listen, how can we how can we manufacture this or can it be manufactured? And he was like, he told me, yeah. I mean, he knew how to do it. And I was like, so you can actually, like, I had to, I had to ask him twice. So you can actually manufacture this right here? That's right. And he was like, yes, I can manufacture it. So both of us started putting our money together and purchasing up the things we needed to purchase a distillery. Um, we basically went online and started doing research and found out first we wanted somebody else to make it for us. And they wanted to charge us, man, I would say about 150 grand to start it all on your own liquor brand. They right. were like trying to charge us that much. Right, um, right. And that was just to start the process and not even give us much inventory. Right. So, we looked at it and said, <clears throat> because Edwin already knew how to make it, we right. thought to ourselves, "What? This is hold up. We were doing this backwards. Why would we go pay somebody 150 grand to make it when we could pay less to own our own distillery and make it ourselves?" That's dope. That's dope. So, That's right. Because as an entrepreneur, you can still have someone make it, and and, and 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 that's what we're doing now. We're making it for other entrepreneurs, but we're not charging them that price. You know, but anyway, I'm gonna get to that in a second. But um, so we basically put our heads together and started the company. And uh, I named it after him because we wanted to name it after him. I pushed him the name. He's a humble dude. He didn't even want it to be named Whiskey Right. He just he wanted That's it. Name. That's a dope name too. It's son. a dope name. Listen, yeah. when I told him, I I had to go to his office, man. We I went to his office and I said, listen to me, hear me out. Whiskey right. Listen to the name. The the, the, the right brothers. The right. The word right. right. And I was yeah. telling them. I said it's only right. And I kept on saying <laughs> it's right. It's right. So if you see this, the reason why you see the background and everything is made in Virginia. 
And okay. the bird is the cardinal bird is the state bird. So that's what uh, I mean. I was going to ask that. I was going to ask that question too, man. Yeah, so I wanted to give you that really quickly. And because we make it in Virginia and um, we do everything in Virginia, my business partner, he's from Virginia. You know, he's been living in VA. I'm like, I ain't tripping off. You know, at first I wanted to put some DMV, DC into it. But right. then I thought about it. Listen, well, Virginia buys $1.4 billion worth of liquor. You're doing your numbers, bro. You're doing your numbers. <laughs> that's what's smart. up, man. Very smart. That's the so, so we then, uh, yeah, we then formed the company. And uh, basically, for all you entrepreneurs, first thing we did was went and established the name. You know, we went and right. established and trademarked the name first. And then we got into, um, after we trademarked the name, we went and, of course, formed the LLC. Well, we formed the LLC. Then we we did both at the same time. How about that? We formed the the, the company first, established the company, and um, we went through all the steps, got out, you know, did all the basic steps of owning your own brand. Right. And, uh, we made the first batch, and we did a uh, we did a private event for a senator actually. Pamela, and you got that game. You in DC, so you you got the you got the little <laughs> yeah. You right there, bro. You right there. That was the, that was one of the blessings um, from being in the DC area. Right. Uh, if you look at ninety nine percent of my stores, look where they at. They're in the Sutherland, Southeast, Northeast, Northwest, Temple right. Hill, Oxen Hill area. That's my right. base. So one thing I learned is staying with your base is very important if you're gonna do this. I don't care whatever you start. Um, we, we, we gotta learn to stick with our base. I mean, sometimes sometimes the internet, of course, you got the internet. I use the internet, trust me. The internet For everything, my yo. Friend. That's right. The internet was my buddy. Like, that was my second hand. But I started with groundwork, too, though. I, I did a lot of in-store groundwork. I'm still doing in-store groundwork. Um, I, that's never gonna stop. Um, in-store groundwork is very important for the liquor business. People think that it's all about just buying the liquor, put it on the shelf. But you after you do that, you have to physically get people to know what you have in your product. So it's very important um, when we talk about entrepreneurship that we don't get away from our core values of talking to customers. Because word of mouth and relationships, like I built with Zay, I met, I think I met him in it. I met one of you guys in the in in Greenbelt, right? Yeah, you're yeah, 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 signing on, Zay. I know it, it, that's because he's getting feedback though. But <laughs> oh, I, I met yeah. you in Greenbelt, correct? Yeah, Green, yeah, yeah Greenbelt liquor, lucky, right. lucky spot. So the core, the, that's the whole thing. So think about this. I met him over what 2000 at the beginning of 2019. You know, and I've been in yeah. stores since 2018. You know, wow. so, uh, no, but hold on, hold on, pause yourself though. Remember the story, the storyline of it was I walked in there, yep. they had the tastings and all. So he had, he had, he had, he had, uh, one of yep. two fly models with him. So I'm like, yo, I said, um, this stuff is pretty good, man. It was, you know, he was like, yeah, I was like, yo. You know, like the owner. He said, "Brother, man, I'm the owner." Right. I said, oh, "Okay, I bet." So we exchanged, tagged all that, took a couple of pictures, and then it was yeah. gone from there. And that's yeah. Dave, you're the culprit for the feedback, bro. Yeah. yeah, I don't know where it's coming from, bro. I really don't and, know. And, There's nothing happened before. And that's probably one of the important things. I think that um, the internet is cool. You need that, but uh, building. You gotta put that footwork in. Yeah, you have to. And, and if you don't, um, I think touching the customers is very important for your product, especially a product like this one. Um, I didn't want. I, I'm. I'm not. I don't like really being out there in public. I'm really not like that type of person. But I became this person because when you got a product, and I feel like my product is great. Like I don't feel like it's just mediocre. I don't feel like. I feel like we compete with all the major brands, which we are competing with all the major brands. I don't look at myself as a small brand. I'm, I mean, I, we, we're already, we just got to Virginia, um, ABCs. 
Um, we we in D.C., Maryland. We just went online to 38 states. Um, that 38 states can get my product now. Yeah, he, his his got silent too. <laughs> yeah, he was muted now too, Rob. Yeah. All right. Something going on. Yo, so t- tell me a little bit about how the um how the smoke infusion process works. So, because I see I see how that comes about from by way of a chef. Some of this is proprietary, so if I tell you this, I might have to come see. You. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, nah. <laughs> but um, no, no. Real all jokes aside, um, so we do a smoke infusion process. We kind of um, we we use cherry wood to infuse. That's basically the major part of it um, because whiskey is made our whiskey is made in oak wood barrels so if we didn't smoke and fuse it you wouldn't get this sweetness this taste that we have it's a very unique taste so you wouldn't get that um, from from our whiskey that's what makes it very important because the cherry wood to us it was very very significant very significant to our brand um, and other people use cherry wood now. Don't get me wrong, but a, a little bit of what we do with it is proprietary, and we like to keep that because then you got the big boys; they're gonna start making the same thing. If I tell you everything, <laughs> yeah, 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 you know how that goes. Next thing you know, they and, got a, a wood, a cherry wood smoke, the same recipe on every floor. You, I'm wondering how they get that, man. But it's not really. Listen, anybody can make it. it it's it's branding too. A lot of what we've done, we. Have, 65 stores now and we only been out less than two years and that's not including uh we're getting with total wine so we're about to get with total wine next year we'll be with total wine virginia of course like i said we got the 38 states um and all of this is just coming about within the last two months you know what i mean right during the pandemic man i'm not saying this pandemic was kind of man a blessing because not to say it's a blessing, but it, it made us work harder. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, exactly. It's not a blessing. I don't mean a blessing as in for like something good. I mean it, it made us wake up and 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 and, and realize that we're gonna be entrepreneurs. We had to do it full time. Right now we do this full time. Me and my business partner. Mm-hmm. There's no part time for us anymore. Cause at first, right. before, before the pandemic, we both were still working. So. And yet, we still had all the stores, but we still was working. That's the grind. Um, That's but, the grind. Right. Hey, I was coming from work, going straight to stores. So, and I would leave, I would start work at 5.30. I would get off at 2.33, drive to a store, maybe all the way up in Northwest. I didn't leave the store till 9 o'clock, 8.39. So. That's right. That's right. I tell people that we've been working we've been working like and a lot of people would think it just happened overnight but like i said it's been three years in the making and um we taking it full time we don't we, we work this full time i take everything very seriously everything from we do everything in-house ourselves from the labels to the tops to the whiskey to the everything is in-house we that's right that's in, right we invested in equipment people think we just like and sit sat around. We ain't not doing it by hand. We invested in equipment now and things like that to make our job a lot easier. That's but right. it was hard. It was a big investment, and you know we took it very seriously. And cherry cherry wood cherry wood is our signature taste, right? Yes. Yeah, so this this is our first one. Um, so this is our baby right here. This cherry wood infused was our first one. We are there any other are there any other flavors or taste uh we have an apple wood coming um right. we have a bourbon our three-year anniversary bourbon that right, is right. our high-end one that bottle is gonna run you about 45 50 bucks a bottle but it's our anniversary bottle we're only putting out i think we're only putting out uh not even not even 75 to 100 bottles made exclusive. make it like, exclusive baby then if you want one you get one they um they, they, they're very sharp bottles. Our labels are very sharp. We have our name on the top of this uh, label part. We have a W here. So if you get two of them, you can get, you buy two, you get the WW. That's the letter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
This is the anniversary. Yeah, you. We worked hard, man, and um, and we still working. And um, we also <clears throat> we we made other nine different other business people entrepreneurs in the liquor business that possibly uh-huh. couldn't get in the spirits without what we did because what we did was, man, we brought creating jobs out there too, bro. Huh? So you creating jobs too, huh? Exactly, because not just that. Even with my tasters, I got fifteen ladies that go do tastings for us. I got um. People who go down and help me bottle, label. That's I right. employ people too. You know That's what right. I mean? Yeah. So, and not just that. I made, like I said, I made other nine different. So we have nine different brands now. The brand you see here is one. I, my sister has a brand. She has the Ronte Rum. So we got a rum, a brandy, um, a vodka. Seven sixteen is our vodka. We have, um, yep. We have whiskey right, of course. <laughs> my heat brandy is one um and then we have uh two other vodkas it's got big boy shit it's called big boy shit it has like a pineapple flavor that was about to roll out we have um yuri yuri we have yuri which is our rum punches we have rum punches uh, uh these are all individual uh, you're giving me some you're giving me some ideas over there yeah, these are all African American owned uh, uh, entrepreneurs that wanted their own liquor spirits brand. That's now, right. of course, we don't discriminate on who comes in and want their own liquor brand. But I, my 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 core market, other entrepreneurs seen one other person buy theirs, which is my sister first, and then it blossomed because people mm-hmm. wanted to see the process and how right. it works. So we also made it, we made it reasonable price. Like we really made a reasonable price. And depending on your budget, we work with your budget. Like we I I wanted to ask you about that in terms of like, how how does it work for sales with liquor stores? Like is is there like consignment or something where? No, they're not consignment. Liquor stores aren't consignment. So how does it work? You sell them a case or? No, so it depends what state you in. you have to get a distributor. Your distributor then in turn go and well has to either have a sales team to go out and get your get your um get your accounts basically. So but when your liquor starts to become a demand, then it turns around. You understand me? So what happens is the store looks for you now. Right. So building your brand is very important. That's one. So Making sales is very good, but building your brand is very important. Because if you build a good game, what will happen is the stores that just look for you, they'll start googling you. We had stores contact us. Uh, we had stores contact us through our Facebook, Instagram, and hey, excuse me, people been coming. Right, to people. They would, yeah, they would they would email us like and be like, hey, people been coming to ask for your product. Why? Where? Who's your distributor? So. That comes from the ground game too, because say you got, got a liquor store in your neighborhood, but you were in, let's just say, Capitol Heights that day, but your neighborhood liquor store is in, let's say, Upper Northwest. Right. Well, if you keep going into that Upper Northwest store because you don't want to go over to Capitol Heights and get a particular liquor, you're going to request He's going to ask who I am. He's going to yeah. want to know who I am. So, Whiskey Right is very important to get our name out there because we want that. We want you to go at your neighborhood liquor store and bug them, bug them, tell them, hey, <laughs> right here because guess what? If you come in that store 10 times, let's just say 10 times in two months, and every time you come and buy a bottle, then you're buying product. I mean, they, they have so much product that that 10 times, I'm not saying you personally, let's right. just say you sit no, no, Mm-hmm. Let's say you had a party and you wanted to go buy four bottles and you, you couldn't get mine but you didn't want to go over to Capitol Heights. You wanted it in your neighborhood liquor store. So all you do is ask for it and they will they will go get it. That's just like, it's a little different from like the clothing industry and things like that. Because mm-hmm. what happens with the liquor stores, they feel like, hold up, I got five people came and asked for whiskey right. I just missed that money. And all I had to do was have it on my shelf. Yeah. That's right. It's high commodity, man. So what they start, they start with smaller orders first and then... Yeah, exactly. So what happens is they'll start with, let's just say, two cases. 
And if my demand picks up, they'll buy five, 10, 20. We got, some about, we got some stores that buy 50 cases at a time. Yeah, the demand is high. You got, listen, think about Hennessy, right? Think about, I'm going to mention these brands, all right, really quickly. Because I was going to ask you that. Why, why whiskey versus any other cognacs or whatever? All right, so the reason why we pick whiskey, first of all, a lot of people don't know, whiskey and gin are the number one sellers in America. Those are the top colors in America. Yeah. So I think I, I go into something. I feel like we have to start thinking. Like you cannot you, gin and whiskey, the number one sellers in America, right? It's it's a high demand for bourbons. Bourbons are very popular in America. Mine's actually three years age. So the only reason wow. why the only reason why it's not in the bourbon category is because we use used barrels, the flavor. We like the texture, so. But if I use a new barrel, new American oak, mm -hmm. I, as long as it's aged for two years, it's in the bourbon category. So okay. I so, actually have a three-year bourbon. That's the three-year anniversary. That's aged in a brand new oak barrel. So the flavor, the texture is totally different. Used barrels, you have yeah. a different flavor and texture. So. The reason why I pick whiskey though is because first of all, it's 100% corn based. No, we don't. Of course, we have some sugar in it because of the fermenting process. Yeah, right, it's 100% right. corn based. So, me, it's a no-brainer because I don't get headaches off of whiskey. Um, I just feel different when I drink whiskey. I can get up it's in the morning. It's a smoother taste. I'm not a big drinker, but I know whiskey. When you when you drink a whiskey. You gotta, you gotta sip it, and and it was, it was a term I read. The article said, "When you drinking uh, whiskey, right, sip it neat." I like that. Yeah. I like that. That was dope. Yeah. That was dope. That's a dope term. Neat. Very and also, too, a lot of times people, people like to enjoy a cigar when they, when they sipping that whiskey too. Can you speak about it? Speaking from the situation with the cigars too. Well, I don't want to. My man. Cigar category. Because I'm not a cigar uh, connoisseur, but um, I do um, think that um, your pilot, when you drink and smoke, pairing it with maybe something a little me personally, I like sweet cigars. So my whiskey, I have whiskey right cigars too, and we soak them in the whiskey right. And yeah, they're, they're uh, y'all are like, dope. Y'all are dope. Y'all are dope, son. Y'all are dope. I'm liking this, yo. Really trying to take this thing to another level. Um, we want to have it like we don't want. We're not worried about cornering the market or anything like that. But um, with the cigars, I don't want to go too deep into the cigars because I'm not. I don't want to sound like I know a lot that I really don't know a lot about cigars. I'm not in the cigar business, but to pair it with a nice meat, sweet cigars is what I you know. And right now we we partner with um, a company called Drunken Chicken. And this is one of her cigars. This is a DCO cigar. This is this has a chocolatey sweet flavor to it though. And I and because the whiskey has a vanilla type flavor to it, those two mix and join together. It's yeah, like that, you know. So it's like one of those things. And that's why. I, um, but that's whiskey was my one of my go-to drinks. I don't drink really Hennessy, cognac. I don't drink cognac. So. I, I used to drink when I was younger, um, but I, I can't wake up in the morning. You know what I mean? It seems, it seems like I was me to the floor. So what happened was, no, no, this is true. Well, I used to be a big uh, cognac drinker. I would drink cognac all the time. I thought it is the go-to. Mm -hmm. A friend of mine took me out one time and was like, listen, this is what we're going to drink. We're going to drink some whiskey tonight. And I was like, man, I ain't, that's for old. I ain't drinking whiskey. I'm, I ain't drinking no whiskey. Listen to me. She put me on to a whiskey. Uh, it was Jameson. Jameson was mm -hmm. my first one. So she, and no, it wasn't, it was, no, McCallum. 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 Not James. It was a high end whiskey, McCallum. It, it was, I think it's McCallum. McCallum was like $22 a shot. So <laughs> we drinking $22 a shot all night. Mm -hmm. And I woke up at four in the morning ready for work. So something went off in my head and I called her and I was like, hey man, what was we drinking last night? She's like, oh, that's McAllen something, 18. It was it was like 20 times a shot. I know that. We spent a lot of money at, we was out just hanging out partying. And um, 
I woke up fresh. Like, I didn't wake up with that drogginess and hangover. So I started doing researches on whiskey and the way it was made and the, uh, the process of making whiskey. It was very unique to me. And before I had met my business partner, I was already drinking whiskey and other people weren't really, I didn't see a, a lot of people drinking the whiskey. People thought I was tripping. You know, they was like, man, you coming around here with all types of- Smoking jacket on. And yeah, I, I, I mean, I was drinking $40 bottles and 50, $60 bottles of whiskey and they didn't know what they was because I started trying different products. Now, I don't want to name all these products that I was trying because I don't want to plug their company. I'm going to tell you, <laughs> but, but all respect to the whiskey business, I have nothing against these other companies. I respect them because they kind of gave me insight to do what yeah. I do. And, how, um, how, how do you determine the, your, your price point though? Like how does one set a price point for their, for their whiskey? I think, uh, well, first of all, it's how much you put out there. I think that, <laughs> I think that you should set your price point on what you are, like what you want to brand yourself in. And mm -hmm. it, it, ours is a three year age. Aging is, is a big factor. But you got companies that's been around for 50 years, 60 years, 70 years, 80 years, 100 years. So yeah. they have so much of it that they can sell it for whatever they want. They, hey man, we've been, you know, they got so much, they got football fields full of this stuff, man. <laughs> like, serious, serious business. They got football fields, literally football fields, multiple, full of whiskey. Some of these companies, they have warehouses full of it. So what happens is it's the demand and it's also the quality too. So ours is small batch whiskey. Ours is between $24 and, uh, $24 and uh, $30, $31 a bottle. Now that's depending, the price point is also set by the store. So decent. yeah, it's, it's still a decent price. It's a three year age whiskey. It's handcrafted whiskey. Everything is small batch. You don't have this huge market that is in a million stores, which to me, it dilutes your product. Oh, the right. Yeah, you get a But let me ask you this. So you can sell it, you sell it to them wholesale, and then they have the ability to sell it at whatever price they want? Not, no, they have to mark it up. Like, they mark it up. They, so, it, yeah, yeah, they can, actually. The liquor mm -hmm. store, they can only go so far, though. They can't gouge your price, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> They can't just go skyrocket on you though, but each store has their own markup. So every store is different, you know what I mean? So price point wise, it, it depends all on how they wanna um, how they wanna market it. Um, if they wanted to sell, but it's also on how much they purchase too. So you gotta think like that. They do deals and stores run sales just like any other store. So yeah. that's like somebody buy, let's just say they buy 75 of your hats and they know if they sell them if they if they only pay let's just say they pay i don't know let's just say they pay 300 dollars for your 75 hats mm -hmm. but they if they make 500 dollars, that's a 200 dollars profit yeah but you gotta think that that's just 75 hats from you but they bought 75 hats from him 75 hats from him each one 200 dollars profit now he just made a huge profit so <laughs> it, it you gotta think of how many liquors are also in the liquor store how much value they're doing. Yeah. Uh, so now Ray, can you also talk about the event that you did for Russell Simmons book? Yeah, that okay, that came up from a um, a good friend of mine, um, Thomasina. That's that's my um she's a PT she, she's a, actually like a publicist and a PR rep and she's one of his publicists. So they um he had a birthday bag and he had a um he had a birthday bag and he had his book cover and release. So he's releasing the book cover. And um, they asked us to come be a liquor sponsor. And uh, they were looking for liquor sponsors. And just so happened, I'm from the area and they had, we were in Ben's Chili Bowl. I used to be in Ben's next door. So my liquor was already there before. And they asked us to be part of the sponsorship. And that's Uncle Rush, you know what I mean? I mean, the guy, I mean, I met him. I met him a few times when I spent some time in New York. I'd already knew him. I met him a couple times, and that was a no-brainer for me. Um, because, like I said, can y'all hear me? Every you guys went silent though. I can't hear you guys. 
We are trying to manage the feedback. So all right, all right, all right, so all right, so yeah, like I said, sorry. So anyway, I met I met him twice in New York, and he was such a laid back dude. And when they called me and um, asked me what I you know what I'd be one of his liquor sponsors and be a part of his brand, and it's it, you know it's big because it's his birthday plus his book his book cover dropping. And um, I was a no brainer for me. Um, he's a legend in the hip hop industry, you know what I mean? Pioneer, put so many people on, uh, employed so many people uh, from Def Jam, from, you know, from Def Comedy Jam, when he did the Def Jam music, the Def Jam poetry. I mean, do you know how I many people came out of just that alone? So many, he made so many people entrepreneurs that to me, I didn't care what they said because I know the significance of Rush, you know. I know the significance of what he's done um, as far as the entertainment world. I mean, from music to, to TV, I mean, to me, he just made so many entrepreneurs. So, yeah, it was a no-brainer for me to go down there and um, be a part of that. And I think that was streamed to I don't know how many people, man. I know it was hundreds of thousands of people were streamed in watching that. Just on his feed alone, he had 55,000, something like that, on his feed alone. How about that? Kamora was also part of it. Um, Kamora um, helped put it together too. And um, yeah, they made that happen. So hopefully we can be a part of the um, the actual book uh, signing and when he drops the book, be a part of that too. Um, I'm not sure what date that's coming, but I think they'll put that now, out. Now, are you, are you looking to incorporate your brand with any uh, particular fashion uh, fashion companies? Actually, we just did a fashion, <laughs> funny you said that, Miguel Wilson. We just was with Miguel Wilson um, in Atlanta. I just got back from Atlanta. I was actually at the Fashion and Polo event, and me and Miguel Wilson have been talking. He does high-end um, weddings and, and, and things like that. He's he got some, Miguel got some, all this stuff, though. Miguel Wilson, look him up. He's down on the waterfront down in um right here in Austin hill by the mgm he has a store right on the waterfront by um what is that note note 45 i think is it called note it's something something 45 uh i can't remember it's like it's like it's like uh within the first or two rights when you come into the national harbor right coming to the national harbor he's right across from the new island so he's right there and miguel got some bad stuff Miguel done done stuff for like two chains wedding. He did two chains wedding. He did. Oh wait, bro! I think you're talking about is his fashion joint about like not too far from the T-Mobile store. It's right on the corner. Yeah. Okay. I know who you're talking about. I've seen that before. Yeah. I was a sponsor with him and Bentley at the Bentley uh, Bentley Atlanta. We just did it this weekend. It just passed. So I was one of the sponsors there. Um, helping out with his event and that was a dope event too you know so it turned out it turned out to be a good networking event guy lambert was there yeah 95.5 out there yeah guy lambert uh a few different people was out there though hey fellas yo when i when i when i talked to ray the other day on the phone last week you like yo z you want to go down to atlanta with us i said damn it was last minute i had some other stuff lined up but damn i wanted to go bro i wanted to go you would have met a lot of people i mean he had oh he had all the models there he had he had everything there a polo event i mean he's one of it's legendary because i he's one of the first people that i know in morehouse that has female polo uh he just posted it first black female polo crew you know and uh he doing some stuff man miguel is a part of some stuff that's a good brother right there if you can support him in any way please support that good dude He's uh he's he's number one, man. I'm telling you, that dude's a good dude, man. How does um how does one go about setting up like in stores? Would you would you go around, you know, just you and go to different liquor stores and ask them? Uh, I actually have store? a sales rep that will um go to the liquor stores and kind of market it for me. So they would go to the stores, talk about my brand, see if they want to pick it up, give them a little background information on who I am, especially the local stores. They really love it. So. They love us also because I physically go to the store and help, you know, and, and talk about the brand. 
um, like I go into the stores once once we make a, a purchase, they make a purchase. I'll go in and um, I'll go in and, and, and talk about my brand, and and that's very important. They like that because first of all, you get more clientele like that, but also they like the fact I'm I'm physically coming to the store. You know that's that, that's very important because they really get owners. But like Fifty Cent, you see Fifty Cent do it. I'm like, hey, look. Yeah. Fifty cent worth what? Hundred million dollars, and that brother's still in stores, and he's still selling bottles, hugging people, and telling people about his brand. So he's one of my he's one of my people that I look up to as far as because he has uh, his own liquor brand. He's one of the people that I look up to when it comes to this entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. He doesn't sleep, man. You know. So, and I'm like, hold up, I'm nowhere near him. So I'm like. Why should I sleep? Like, why, 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 why am I any different? You know, so I'm with him. But Ray, Ray, uh, <laughs> I definitely want to compliment you on your brand. Uh, I've been, I've been drinking whiskey right ever since the day I met you. Thank you. And I, pur I purchased the VSOP uh, uh, brand from 50 last week. That's a cognac, but still, like, you put that up against whiskey right. I mean, damn, whiskey right holds on. Listen, we we taking hey listen, we taking that's the one thing about us. This handcrafted spirits business is is right now is very important. Like because you have to think about like handcraftedness and people love it. Because if everybody can get it, it makes you feel like all right, everybody can get it. Now of course I wanna expand nationwide. I do wanna go nationwide. Well, you actually that's, that's my goal. Um but in 30, 38, 38 states in two years is pretty impressive, bro. Definitely, yeah. Uh, well, we try it. I mean, that's online, though. So you got to think that's online sales. Okay, you did. It's still, it's still huge. We never thought we were going to be in 38 states online. So mm -hmm. that is, trust me, it's huge. But that opens up the ground floor. So you got to crawl before you walk. And I'm like, I'm, I'm very humble about it, like I said. I've been doing, anytime someone is interested in my brand, I love it. I'll, I'll support you as much as I can. Um, tell me what I can, I'll tell you what I can and can't do. You know, I'm even wearing another brother's brand right now. <laughs> Flight forever. This is my, my homeboy. I saw him online. Listen, he was doing these sweater hoodies. I, I had to have one. Like I'm this type of person. I've been supporting our people when it comes to entrepreneurship from day one and this is why it came back to me um what i started with online i had like four thousand followers and i saw so many people branding their company and i used to just share their stuff constantly share and i don't care what you i said okay you sell hot dogs so let me share that <laughs> you sell no nah, you, you gotta protect your own man you sell hats let me share your hat where can i buy your hat and i started conversations with at least 40 entrepreneurs on Facebook. I used to just interact with them. I'll go find out. And when I go buy their stuff, I'll be like this, guess what? I bought this. Y'all need to go support this because mm -hmm. this brother's putting in work because he has to make this. This is a very lovely sweater. He has to put in work to buy the sweater, make it, and then try to resell it. That's some, that, that's an investment. Yeah. So right, right. if we don't learn to support that type of thing, then we would never understand this whole thing because this thing is bigger than just one person. So right. with whiskey right, I wanted to make that's why I made tried to make entrepreneurs out of it too. I didn't want to keep it to myself. I could have kept it to myself and said, nah, we, we can't make it, we can't do this, we can't do that. I didn't want to do that. Because I understand that we don't have we it's a liquor store in every neighborhood of our in most of our community right mm -hmm. we don't own how many liquor brands do we actually own own i mean it's yours very few everything belongs to you there's not many yeah. there's not right. many they might right. be a percentage owner of that company but they but don't own it i own right me and my business partner we own the company like there's no there's no dude up here in the you know that quit the money up and did we it's our company you know what I mean? That's good. So, now, now, just to piggyback on what you said, Ray, are there any investment opportunities for people that want to get into Risky Right, or are you keeping it solely on with you and your partner? Well, right now, it's, 
this the person that would have to invest in us would really have to come with money like yeah you have to because <laughs> we, we're looking to expand of course oh, santa, santa claus bag <laughs> oh, no, it's not even just about the bag it just has to be a strategic partner that wants to understand that this isn't an overnight thing like you have to we put in years already of working with this company so what we look for is someone who comes in and say listen i want y'all to blow this thing to the as big as we can get global yeah. thoughts global thoughts baby global thoughts they have to be thinking global because that's the type of investor we would like to come in now at this point now that we have nine brands right ten brands we're a diageo a small diageo we have multiple brands we have one that's doing well we have a few that's coming out the, the rum is already on shelf the vodka is already on shelf so we got three brands on shelf our fourth one is going to shelf and the other brands have just came in over the past three months so they they haven't got up to shelf yet we just make it getting it ready and all of that but this time around when we talk about investor i would like somebody who wants to be really engaged in what we're doing nice. um, of course we, we want to build a bigger facility we need a bigger facility so that person will have to come understanding this is about expansion um and that's what their investment is yeah not, not understanding vision right right they have to have that long-term five-year three-year plan with us not right. tomorrow i get my money back and i'm running out the door you know what i mean marathon baby yeah, because if it's like that, then we, we'll keep slow rolling until we get it there. And yes. then when we there, we fully own it all. So it has to be a strategic partner. We're not looking for a shark to come in and, oh, I want to take control of your brain. Like, we look, yeah. of course, we want a shark, but we want a shark that's not trying to take our head off. Okay. Yeah, that's 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 we're still building. Yeah, that's going to be smart. You, yeah, you, yeah. Because you mentioned, you mentioned about the um about the 39 you was like you know in 38 or 39 states but you were saying based on internet sales now what is what's the difference in terms of sales when you start talking about being in stores versus being sold over the internet like because everything is now direct to consumer so do you need to be in the store no it's still in the store it's on the store but well i didn't understand your question i apologize okay. i said um What's the difference between getting the internet stores, the internet sales versus actually being in store? Oh, okay. Well, the only difference is physically we're on shelf where a person can walk in the store and buy it. Mm -hmm. That's the only difference is that we're on the shelf, but they can order it now. That's the only difference. Like a person in uh, North Carolina now can actually order my okay. liquor when he couldn't before, you know what I mean? until we got a deal to get us to a company who can actually ship got it. physically ship um it's liquor laws so oh, that right. is really important that you understand that too because it's laws that i have to abide by that i can't like so if you call me and say hey i'm in california i just can't wrap it up and ship it to you got it you have to be licensed to do that under the mm -hmm. government and the federal government so especially right now with the corona going on yes sir. Uh, it's very important that we had online and we we were kind of behind the gun on this i can't lie we should have been ahead of this um but we were behind on it because we were so busy in stores that it was like man we didn't we weren't thinking internet we knew internet because we had people from california calling us and we were like it took Corona to slap us in the face to say, hey, listen, you should be online. What are you doing? Um, Corona did that to everybody, though. It kind of did. It, it opened up so many doors, and that's what mm -hmm. I love. I cannot wait until we out of this pandemic. Um, I really want to, you know, be able to touch the people again, talk to the people in, in person. Um, I love the fact that you guys have what you guys got going on. This gives me a platform yes, uh, to speak about my brand. You guys are very uh, important for the for the culture. You know what I mean? This is important for the culture because without your platform, nobody would know who I am. Like I'm eating now. I'm introducing myself to your to your people. You know, that's right. This entrepreneurship goes a long way, and that's why I'm proud of guys like you 
you guys uh, for just putting this together, giving me a platform. I mean, I'm humbled by being invited to something so important. Uh, and a lot of people don't get it, but I get it, totally get it. And I get the hard work that goes into just creating a podcast. When I mm-hmm. found out how much work, I said, see, people don't understand. You guys are basically putting together your own news station, your own TV network. Like, that's important. They're like, branding is important. It was yeah. just important for me to, like, support. Like I told him, as soon as he asked me, asked him what I told you, Zay. I said, what? Yes. What you mean? Can I come on to your show? <laughs> hey, I couldn't even finish it. Yo, Shannon and Rob, I couldn't even finish the sentence. I was like, yo, uh, we got a pocket. Yes. <laughs> so, okay. Hey. Nah, it's just dope, man. My man. We, and we here, man, we try to promote any entrepreneur. Man, you could be selling stock. And we're going to try to promote you or put, you know, put you on the platform. It doesn't even matter. Also, Ray, hey, hey, brother Ray, give a, give a, give a shout out to your sister store out on A Street too, man. What's that, sir? Oh, oh, Donna. Give a shout out oh, to the little picture oh, yeah, of your sister store. I was going to talk about her. Donna, Donna is very important to my company. She was the first person to put my liquor on a bar. Elroy's Bar, um, 1423 L, uh, H Street. It's down right in at the heart of H Street. As soon as you get down... On the H Street, coming off of Bennett Road in Pennsylvania, uh, Bennett Road in Bladensburg. Northeast DC. It's right there. As soon as you get there, it's a famous bar now. They got hookah. They got uh, they got hookah. They got food down there. They got a lot of stuff going on down there. Donna also is one of my partners. Uh, she has Durante Rough. So she has her rough. So yeah, we, we 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 keeping it in the family. We also have another sister partner company, um, Ethel Fifty Six. She just came on board. Her stuff is going to shelf now. Ethel Fifty Six will be on shelf. That's an eighty proof, uh, nine grade vodka. Very smooth, very smooth. So we have that going, man. Yeah, Donna. She was very important to the uh, my company. She helped us build it up when nobody was really talking about it. She came in and kind of just took the company and started talking about it and branding it and marketing it. You know what I mean? So it was definitely important for for for, for the culture because she was she was the biggest, like when it came to this. Like for me, she was like just pumping it, pumping it, pumping it, pumping it. And then yeah, once we got like that, everybody wanted to be a part of it. Yeah, you need those supporters. Oh, Rob, uh, uh, Ray, another thing, too, I guess we'll talk later on. Uh, we'll meet up sometime in the next couple of days or whatever. And yes, I sir. can send it up to my cousin, Shanon, and my brother, Rob, and we can start having that, you know, posted up when we do our podcast, too. Sean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask the liquor store right up here to keep that whiskey right in the building, son. Yeah, <laughs> all you got to do is tell them, hey. Instagram, yeah, I'm going to tell them. Tell them Instagram, Whiskey Right One, Facebook, Whiskey Right One, Twitter, Face, everything, Whiskey Right One, or you can just Google us and Google Whiskey Right. I'll, um, I'll usually, I show them, usually I show them a picture. People are like, I'm going to find it. I'll find it for you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, listen. If you just Google our name, all of my stuff comes up. Like, I'm talking, because I've been so heavy on social media for three years, just, if you just Google Whiskey Right, everything comes up. We had a um, we had a, 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 a article go viral when we first started the company, which helped us too. Oh, and I got to give a special shout out to Sonny at Minnesota Liquor. Sonny at Minnesota Liquor, that's my dude. He's the first guy to put whiskey right on the shelf. I'm sorry, I almost got you, Sonny. That's my apology, Sonny. Wait, hey, so wait, is 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 Minnesota Liquor on Minnesota Avenue, DC, or that's the well? It's Minnesota Avenue, right in South. Minnesota Avenue, DC. Okay. Right across from Orr. Um, it's right across from Orr Elementary School. It's it's only it's the only one between 19th and like 18th and T. Right, like right over there off of Minnesota. It's the only liquor store on the Pennsylvania to Good Hope side. So from Pennsylvania Avenue all the way up to Good Hope Road, that's the only liquor store there. You can't miss that liquor store. Do you, you got a, you got a distributor in New York and Connecticut? Not yet, I'm, I'm, uh, not yet. I haven't got to New York and Connecticut. I'm only in DC, Maryland and Virginia. I would love to have a connection up in uh, New York or Connecticut. 
especially Connecticut though. Connecticut has, uh, they got the top, they, they one of the top. I mean, I love New York though. I lived in New York for seven years. So I love mm. New York, but Connecticut, yeah, I would love to be up there. Um, I haven't got anyone yet. Um, we're growing the brand and we, you know, we, we want, we also want to deal with people who want to, um, help us grow the brand, you know, yeah, we don't, yeah. you know, it's very important that they take our time with our company, that they understand that we want to build up clientele. It's not all about us just throwing our liquor on shelves. It's more, if it's not moving, it's no point to be on shelf. Put it like that. True. Very true. So anything you want to say in closing? I just want to say I appreciate you, brothers, and um, everything you're doing is important for the culture. And um, it's important for you guys, me, to, to acknowledge the fact that um, I was invited to something so special and unique. Um, and this is like what? This is my second podcast, third podcast. And um, you're gonna have many more. You're gonna have many more, bro. Yeah, I want to be a part of them all. And anytime you guys. <laughs> Listen, if y'all need a fourth wheel to come through sometimes today, <laughs> hey, just come chop it up with us and I get send y'all, we all got bottles and we can just come talk about whatever you guys got going on. Hey, I love different topics too. I like to have fun too, man. Appreciate so don't, it, man. Don't, don't, hey, Ray, also also give out your, your, your social media and your email handle. All right, so um, Whiskey Right One, um, um, uh, Whiskey Right One on all platforms. All platforms. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Whiskey Right One. Uh, com is whiskeyright.com. Um, and on Instagram, Whiskey Right One. If you go to our link in our bio, that's where you can order from in 38 states. Um, of course, I have a map on my um, on Whiskey Instagram. Right. Yes, sir. It's a map on Instagram where you can um, basically go there, click on the map and see if your state is in gray. If your state is in gray, then you can purchase Whiskey Right right online. Nice. You can taste it today, order it tomorrow. I think you co- you covered almost all of the Northwest pretty much, yo. Pretty much. Pretty they much. heavy out there, bro. And plus, another thing too, like I had I had Jameson and I had Conor McGregor's uh, whiskey. I'm telling you, bro, it's not, it's not, it's not fucking with Ray's, right. It, like Ray's Whiskey Right shit, the price is good, and it gives you it gives you a, 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 a great taste. It's not no like you taste it and it and it burns. It's smooth, stay smooth. It's, it's handcrafted, man, and that's one thing I want to tell all your people: handcrafted whiskey, small batch. We got small batches, so it's intimate. You know what I mean? We take right, our right. time with it. We age it well. We we the way we do it, we got a soaking process. This is a very unique process to my company. Yes. This is why there's nothing like this on the market. There's nothing like my whiskey on the market. And I know no. it because I've tried thousands of whiskeys, thousands of whiskeys on the market. I go to different stores. I used to go to different stores to pick out different whiskeys. Just to sample. All right. I wanted to know, I wanted to know what the market was like. That's and right. Once I figured out that we got something very unique. This is why whiskey right has been turning people and and this is why i'm on your podcast now because right bro hey also too i i i i i had i had makers mark last week and makers mark don't even stand a chance against yours yeah and that's the thing these you got to think of how many people they're trying to supply they're trying to supply the world you know Mm -hmm. i want to supply i want to supply what i want to supply enough people that we can do well but we don't overpopulate our whiskey because we want it to stay the same. We don't want it to get to the point that we're, we're outsourcing and doing something different with our whiskey. So yeah, and that's why I said we, we don't we're not we're not in a rush to go worldwide tomorrow. Like, that's right. Because that's Small gonna step, change the baby. quality. That's gonna change the quality of my whiskey. Trust that's me. Right. And I know it. And I know how the game is. So I don't want to change the quality of my whiskey. I want everyone to still get the same experience every time. So I want to slow roll them and get it, build my brand up to the point my quality does not change. It's it's like McDonald's, man. You know, I don't care what state you go to and eat a McDonald's burger. Trust me, that burger is going to be the same. uh, (laughs) Let me tell you a little something about McDonald's real estate. McDonald's real estate is the third most on the planet. Of course, because of Ray, uh, what's his name? Ray, uh, 
Ray Croc, what's his name? Ray Croc? I think that's his name, something like that. Something like McDonald's makes most of their money from selling it, selling the land. The first people, the Catholic Church got the most real estate. I forgot who's second, but then third come McDonald's. Well, I can believe that because they buy up the land that they're on. They don't they don't just throw a McDonald's up on your land and then you can tell them, shut them down. Right, exactly. it's, all, it's always cheaper to buy the lot first. You buy the property first, then build. Well, yeah, I've only seen one McDonald's go out of business. And and that's the one on, I don't know if y'all familiar with D.C. on Southern Avenue. That's the only one, that's the only one I've ever seen go out of business. Never, literally, I've never seen a McDonald's go out of business. You're like probably that. right. I, I believe it. I've never seen any McDonald's go out of business. I believe, I've never yeah. seen anyone go out of business. You will never see them, and when they do, they take all the signs off, and you won't even know it's the McDonald's is there because they don't right. want. And that's called that's business one on one. Like your brand is everything, so that's why I said with us, we're cool with having seventy stores, a hundred stores, and, and thirty right. states online where that's I right. can give you quality over quantity. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's right, work on that's your craft that way, man. Yeah. Well, Ray, thank you for coming on tonight. I appreciate it, man. All right, man. I appreciate you, brothers, man. Thank and, uh, you, guys, yo. I thank you for being here. You guys I can't wait to meet y'all for in person. I got bottles for y'all, man. Nice. You already met me, man. You already met me. What are you talking about? I ain't meet the whole crew yet. Yeah, I got you. Not yet. Well, look, we got time because I got a lot of events coming up. And um, I'm going to invite you, brothers, to some of these events I got coming up. So okay. trust me, when I throw these events, you guys are welcome to come. And um, and, and you know you don't have to pay to come in. You, just, you with me, you, you just come on in, man. We'll be right, <laughs> baby. <laughs> yeah. All right, fellas. All right, peace, man. Peace, man. There you guys have it. Ray Robinson from Whiskey Right. Black entrepreneurs start their own whiskey company. How about that? How about that? Worldwide, 38 states, internet large. Guys gonna be in every bar in, in a minute, man. And from I, the whole idea with the smoky flavor, he got maple, applewood, honey, hickory. That's that's a that's a whole that's a whole different that's a whole different thing, man. So yeah, I don't think Zane realized he on mute. Yeah, Zane, we can't yeah. hear you, bro. So 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 rum, vodka, all of that. So but, um, before we got started with with Ray, we were having a conversation, and we were talking about Ice Cube. Ice Cube has gotten so much backlash in the last couple of days over his contract with Black America. All I'm gonna say is, and and what it basically is, just to give like give the viewers some explanation, is that um, Ice Cube put together a contract with Black America. It, it borrowed a lot of the components, um, Claude Anderson's Powernomics, and Ice Cube's position is that he um, he reached out to the Democrats and the Republicans to discuss the contract. The Democrats told him that they would discuss it after the election. The Republic, um, the Republicans actually, I guess, had a conversation with him. So now public opinion is that he's a sellout and he's working with the dark side because they're saying that Trump included some of the things that Ice Cube suggested in his platinum plan. What, what were you gonna say, Rob? Hey, listen, well, anybody puts on the table 500 billion. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a large number, man, and you know, and if he's and if he's looking to use any of the lines of you know with, with Claude Anderson and Powernomics, we need that. Mm-hmm. We need that, regardless of wherever it comes from. We need that jumpstart because we've been lagging as a as a people, as a nation, for far too long in all categories. But what we do lead in is spending. We know how to spend the dollar. We're the biggest consumers on the planet we, we control over about a trillion dollars every year i'm telling you watch man this pandemic is going to go away because they're not going to miss out on thanksgiving they're not going to miss out on black friday and cyber monday and all these opportunities for people to go out there and shop and do all the different you know seasonal things so yeah. it's important man I don't, I don't listen that whole cancel culture shit whoever started that shit who the fuck out of here yeah, right. I, I, I'll say this. I think what, what happened with um with Ice Cube is for one, I don't see an issue with anything that Ice Cube is doing or who he's talking to. Like you should be talking to everybody. You know, right. you talking to everybody. 
the thing about it is like here's here's my thing with the 500 billion and i was saying this earlier if 500 billion is on the table and donald trump is saying that this is what he, he wants to put into play the same way that he's saying you know what let's get the supreme court justice in yo put it let's let's go let's get it on the floor of congress let's vote on it mm-hmm. because i don't i think that people are more disappointed I, th- I think people believe Ice Cube, but people don't believe Donald Trump, and they believe that it's a play. So what it's I don't like, because what I, they see it on the surface. That's yeah. why. But what I don't like is that Donald Trump's team use it as a, a, a as a publicity stunt to put it out in the public and say, like, look, you know, we're working we're working with Ice Cube, but we had a con- we had a conversation with Ice Cube. Having a conversation with somebody doesn't necessarily mean that you're working with them. And I think that they they Ice Cube, to, Ice Cube ain't gonna fall for no bullshit. But they try to use that and they try to play on to try to put people to put people against each other. And that's why I think that right now people are villainizing Ice Cube. I don't see anything wrong with anything that Ice Cube did. I looked at Trump's platinum plan and I looked at um the, the contract with Black America that um that Ice Cube laid out. Mm-hmm. And there's very few things that that Trump actually incorporated. It's probably like two things that seem similar, but I don't think that I don't think that Donald Trump incorporated anything. The wording is different. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. yeah so to me, it's just it's just a finesse move for them to try to say yeah, like exactly. And you know, and and then there's always going to be people that that sadly like people just they hate Donald Trump so much that any anybody whose name is attached to it. Uh, uh, anything with Donald Trump, it's a done deal for them. Zane, I know you want to say something. Go ahead. Yeah, I feel that um, we got to at least give uh, Ice Cube uh, props for even trying to bridge the gap because there's so much of it that's going on right now with Trump, with just the name Trump attached to it. So if Ice Cube's able to put something together that makes sense, it's a good start. It's a good initiation. Now that's not to say that things are gonna things are gonna work out, but at least he's 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 one of the few that actually stepped forward as far as for a black person that's that's trying to bridge the gap with what's going on right now. Now at the end of the day, I kind of felt that even though we knowing about it within the last couple of days or maybe a week and a half or so, I kind of felt that it was already pre-planned, and that was one of the uh, what was pre-planned. Ice Cube, Ice Cube. Yeah, as far as, yeah, as far as my Ice Cube, that might have been talked about months ago, but they bring yeah. it out now because Donald Trump definitely needs that black vote. He definitely needs that black vote in order to, you know, because things are getting scarce right now. We already seen how the uh, debate turned out, and that was that was shenanigans on top of shenanigans. You know what I'm saying? So Ice Cube is trying to, uh, he's trying to. I'm not. I'm sorry. Donald Trump is trying to trying to get that black vote as much as possible. And also, I mean, come on, man. I mean, we still got several days left. It's, it's no telling whatever black celebrities or influences that he's going to try to incorporate some type of deal with in order to sway things towards it, towards, towards Trump way. So just, you know, be be on the lookout. I, I don't think Ice Cube is, 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 is the last person that's going to be an influence, influencer as far as the black community. But you know, the point that people are missing is that Donald Trump is, I'm, I'm sorry, Ice Cube is not in, not an influencer with this stuff. Ice Cube just laid out his contract with Black America and said to the, both the candidates, like, you know what, this is something I want to talk about. This is what Black voters would like to see from you. It wasn't like, it wasn't like that he, you know, that Trump went out and solicited and was like, yo, let me find some, some, Black well-off celebrities or something. You muted, Zane. Black well-off hey, celebrities. Cuba's putting the ball. Cuba's putting the ball in their court. This is yeah. our yeah. And, and what do. happened was, what happened was that you know, the Democrats gave him an answer in terms of we'll talk about it down the line. And you know how you call it. Trump took him up on it, but Trump took. I think Trump took him up on it, or Trump's people took him up on it, not because they have the intentions of doing it. But they took him up on it because you know what this is a nice conversation piece to go out and say well we, we spoke to ice cube or whatever it is you can right. tell me, as far as i'm concerned you can speak to whoever it is you know like i think ice cube is doing something doing something really good with having the contract and i get why people will be frustrated with him but i always say like i think people got to think beyond the surface and a lot of stuff people just are very much surface level people that go with anything that's right brother. 
So, oh, look at this. OG Dad said Whiskey Right said it. Brand matters. The Trump brand is so so reviled. It will stain Ice Cube regardless of Cube's history with black people. Uh, and I think that's something that... Um, you might, you might have a point. In, in today's world, because no one does no research, everything is on the surface, yep. OG Dad is 100% right. Yeah. And everybody is just... You fuck with Trump. Cube, I don't... You fucked with him. Yeah, that's that becomes a narrative. But it's to me where like the political game goes into play, like how you play the game. If I was right now, because it's now it's playing as if Democrats weren't interested in a contract with Black America, and Donald Trump is alluding to, well, this is the Black plan that I have on the floor. I would say if Donald Trump has his Black plan on the floor and it's five hundred billion dollars, nobody's ever the devil's in the details. Nobody's looking at the details. I'd be like, you know what? Let's bring it to the floor and let's vote on it. And let's get this 500 billion passed, get this 500 billion through. But Donald Trump is using it, I think, as a political ploy, like Zane said, to try to see if he can influence and siphon off black voters. He probably mm -hmm. running at 8% black voters right now. The, for him to get black voters, he ain't, ain't going to move the needle enough for it to make a significant dent for him to get black voters. Donald J. Trump, or whatever his name is, he's still a businessman. End of story. Yeah. So that concludes this evening's episode. But next week we got we, next week we have two exciting, two really exciting episodes. I'm not going to say what we have for Friday yet, but I'll put out on Monday. We got Minister Jew that we, we got a Minister Jew episode that we're going to be premiering. Minister Jew does a lot of work in terms of visualization, imagination, gratitude, vision boards, um, you know, and just quant quantum he he um quantum physics, quantum man, physics bringing bringing the, philosophy. the the law of vibration and, and and words and the power of words, bringing it all to life. When we yeah. hear terms like words become flesh, they actually do. And OG Dad, he's had four years of living with Trump's plan for black people. Guess what? There isn't a plan. <laughs> <laughs> Five sixty-five. Good stuff, Kings. Once again, the culture got better because of y'all. Appreciate it. Everybody mm -hmm. have a good evening. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe. We'll catch y'all next Spread week. Spread the word. Let your mama know. Let your mama mama know. We here, baby. Peace, everybody. Peace.